In light of the recent events with Daphne and all others around the world struggling with mental health, we at the Top of Wrestling Podcast would like to remind everyone that there's always someone there to help. If you or a family member or friend are struggling, please reach out to the National Suicide Prevention Hotline at 1-800-273-8255. That number is 1-800-273-TALK or 8-2-5-5. Good shit. Late to every episode. Late so much, I'm going to have to buy you a pregnancy test. Bob Rude. <laughs> be a podcaster yay it's my kenta i'm gonna call him kenta dynamite drop in money that broadcasting school is really paying off for you <laughs> that's a bold statement cotton oh my god mine just stopped recording no we're good we're still recording what a dick i'd cease and desist me i'd cease and desist me hard i need a minute to recover off that what kind of game is it war games Letter war war game are impressions. Uh, yeah, I know. That's the only thing I've said in the last half hour. Bark, Bark like a dog. dog. <laughs> oh, 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 jinx. Holy shit. How did that actually happen? Here we go. Imagine you're a deer. You're prancing along. You get thirsty. You spot a little brook. You put your little deer lips down to the cool, clear water. Bam! A fucking bullet rips off part of your head. Your brains are laying on the ground in little bloody pieces. I ask you, ODM, would you give a fuck what the son of a bitch who shot you was wearing? Hey guys, welcome to the Top of Wrestling Podcast. If you know how we do things here you always start with a movie quote and if you didn't figure it out from that one right there you probably aren't going to know this movie at all because i'm pretty sure that's the most uh i don't know iconic scene from that movie in my eyes but welcome back i'm the professor mark fantasia it was a great weekend and we're going to get all into everything that was all out but As we always like to say, thank you so much for listening to us on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Amazon Music, Pandora, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Subscribe, like, and share. Smash that subscribe button. I hate when people say that. But, of course, we open with our movie quote. Last week, we were putting bodies in the mosh when it was The Departed. I think we did pretty decent Boston accents, for the most part. Eh, give or take. I mean... Only one of us is really a good uh, impressionist on this show. And, ladies and gentlemen, here he is, ODM. Mr. Professor, that was a lucid, intelligent, well-thought-out introduction. Overruled. (laughs) Uh, How do you (laughs) plea? They thought they were stealing a can of tuna. I shot the clerk. (laughs) When? When did you shoot the clerk? I shot the clerk. 
God, the most annoying thing. Don't you want to like if you never wanted to punch Ralph Macchio in the face before, <laughs> that was the scene where you're like, you're an idiot. <laughs> Good. Absolutely. It's a great movie though. I I do love uh the fact that the judge is dude from the Munsters. Yeah. Or Car 54 if you really want to go deep. Ooh, I like that. Well, let's see, man. Not much really happened going on recently, right? I mean, no. no real wrestling news. Yeah, I mean, there's really not a whole lot to talk about. I mean, we could talk about the pay-per-view from yesterday, but I mean, well, yesterday, Sunday, this past Sunday. Uh, but I don't know if it's worth our time. Let's do it, man. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Of course, I'm being sarcastic. Man, I am excited <laughs> because... Uh, I'll get into something a little bit later when I bring some shit to the table. I'll say that now. I'll just give you that heads up. But anybody could talk their trash, say what they want. I think it was a very good pay-per-view with a lot of surprises. Not every match was absolutely outstanding, but it was a good night. I, you, can't, you can't tell me if you ordered it that you were disappointed. And that's what we did. That was the first pay-per-view ODM that I have purchased since WrestleMania 30. Because you have the Peacock Network and other means of being able to watch a pay-per-view, right? I haven't purchased one since then. And I finally got to do one last night, all out. Joke of the night was, man, CM Punk is returning tonight. Yo, Joe, do you know how long I've been waiting to see this? It just doesn't have the same weight anymore. We did it so many times. But it was great because you just look and you go, "Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say seven years. (laughs) But no, honestly, great night, great pay-per-view. Let's run down the card. What happened? Yeah, man, it was awesome. Uh, We start off on the buy-in with a match we could really care less about. It was Chuck Taylor, Orange Cassidy, Wheeler, Yuta, and Jurassic Express against the Hardy family office. Um, not much to say here. Everybody did their spots. It was a, you know, an orange Cassidy gag match. Uh, but all, but they did give, uh, um, um, uh, jungle Jack boy, Perry, he won the match by a submission. Yep. Uh, the, the snare trap or something like that for a submission guy. Yeah. Like, so it was kind of a, uh, exciting thing to see that I didn't anticipate. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, we talked about it. Uh, he can stay on the pre-show matches for quite some time. Uh, he'll get there. Uh, he's definitely shown that he's got something. Give him time. Let's not rush this one. He, he can wait in the wings and wait for his turn. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, uh, the bigger part was afterwards, uh, the Butcher returns. Uh, so good to see him back. Uh, you know, I sent you a picture. I was in Buffalo. Uh, we were at the mall. Big mall out there in Buffalo, and there's there's a, a big picture hanging from from the ceiling. It said Buffalo Kids, and it was the butcher, the blade, and the bunny. It was pretty fucking cool. Uh, so yeah, good to see him back. Uh, everybody, I just got to say this: this is not I'm not being a creep. I I think Bunny is probably one of the most naturally beautiful women in wrestling. Like just looking at her, she's gorgeous. Like like I think other people they have to slap on a shitload of makeup, right? Stripped down, she's she's great. Yeah, and I don't. I bet stripped down even more great. Okay, yeah. All right, that's that. That's okay. where it is. Okay. So yeah, the butcher came back, so that was pretty cool. I uh, got a decent pop there. Uh, after that, we went up to a private box in the stadium where the men of the year, aka Scorpio's guy and Ethan Page, uh, were with Dan Lambert, Junior Dos Santos, Andre Arlovsky, and Jorge Masdevall. Um, those of you who don't know, including the professor and I who had to research this, uh, Dan Lambert is, um, 
owner of American Top Team, which is like one of the biggest MMA training facilities in the country. Uh, and he's an interesting character because he has a lot of crossover between MMA and professional wrestling. So uh, it sounds like he's going to kind of be uh, their hype man. And it'll be interesting to see if any of these MMA fighters that were in the box with them are going to be in the ring at any point. Cool to see a heel Scorpio Sky, too. We oh, both yeah. agreed to that. We're like, it's cool because he can play the cocky guy, man. He's good. I like it. And I, I think that we could see him eventually as a heel being a TNT champion. Yeah, certainly could be. Absolutely. Yeah, I definitely like the heel persona. Uh, again, you know, it'd be nicer if he had more screen time, but there's so much going on that he's good right where he is. I think he's good right where he is. I think now that all the punk stuff has settled, you can start using things on Rampage for guys like him. You know what I mean? Like, we don't, and you have a lot of the new guys coming in, but Rampage, I'm telling you, is going to have to go to two hours. <laughs> you need four hours a week with the amount of talent you have now. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Or some people are just going to get buried, unfortunately, but that's a discussion for another time. Uh, I, I did not expect this match to be the opening match, but I can't say I was disappointed. It was Miro versus Eddie Kingston. I think it was a good match. It was solid because Eddie Kingston showed enough hope spots and he showed that resiliency. Uh, but Miro was still able to look like a beast and just destroy. Yeah. So it really worked well. And dude, we said it. This is what Miro should have looked like, but man stripped down and lean, dude. He looks like Mm -hmm. he's looked best as he's looked ever. Like, and not to say that he was fat in no. WWE. He was, it's like kind of like a Kevin Owens. I don't consider Kevin Owens fat. Fat to me is someone who's sitting around on their couch and can't move. You know what I mean? In that fat, like to like those guys, they're husky, but they're all very, they're all muscle. You know what I mean? And that's what Rusev was. But now looking the way he does, I'm like, he's a fucking beast. I could eventually yeah. see them making him an AEW world champion. If, if they did it right down the road, even if it's three years from now, Absolutely. And you know what else was great about that match? We talked about it when we were watching it is as much as the fans are happy to have him there, uh, he was getting booed. He was the straight up heel. It was fantastic. People were really solidly behind Eddie Kingston more than I thought they were going to be. I was like, we both looked at each other like, really? Okay. Like we thought like your smart marks are here at this show. So they would probably be uh, cheering for Miro because this is what we've always wanted. No, he played the heel and it was awesome. But no Lana. We thought we were going to get Lana. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, before we move on here, I wanna, I wanna kind of uh, put this out there. Uh, before the pay per view started, I, I, I proposed a question of what's the over under. Just on, gonna bring this up to you on, on, te- on debuts for the evening. Uh, so we set the over under at three and a half. I took the under at three. Professor took the over at four. Uh, so we'll keep that counter as we start going. And hey, we might as well start with the next match. Kingston's boy John Moxley takes on Kojima. Uh, let's be honest. Uh, you know, one of the things we said when this match came on was one, I have to go to the bathroom, and two, as much mm-hmm. as we love John Moxley and what he's done for AEW and the wrestling world in the past couple of years, and as great as he is on the microphone, I just really don't care for his matches. I try, I've tried to convince myself for a long time that I did, and I don't. I agree to that because I think the last time I kind of cared was when he, well, his Omega feud, not the the first one, full gear, the first time. Sure. Um, that was good. The stuff with Jericho. But I think right from there, I was almost disappointed. I think that Brody didn't take the title off of him that mm-hmm. one time. I feel like it would have been kind of perfect. And then right there, I thought Moxley got stale, like you said. Like, in all, I don't care for his matches. The issue is, is that 
going into that show, it didn't matter. I never knew who that guy was that he was fighting, so we all knew Moxley was going over. There was no chance he was going to lose, so we're like, yeah, perfect time to go out for a smoke break or take a piss. It was perfect. But the after part, I didn't expect this. (laughs) I thought Hiroshi Tanahashi was going to show up, right? Because that's what they've been promoting between them. Who shows up? Motherfucking Minoru Suzuki. <laughs> I mean, we even talked about it. I mean, it, you know, it's easy to make comparisons and be lazy with it, but I think it's it's semi-accurate as he's basically the Japanese John Moxley. Uh, it's just a batshit crazy yep. dude that'll just go blow for blow and just fuck people up. Uh, they had a nice little stare down, dude. It was great. Uh, the, he, Suzuki got a great pop. You could tell he was happy to be there. He was smiling, interacting with the crowd. Uh, and then they just went to blows. Uh, another thing we said about Moxley is he's got to get that fucking elbow taken care of. Every time he's got a match, it just fucking bleeds. He's going to lose that arm at some point. He, Jesus. He's the male, uh, Charlotte, Charlotte Flair. <laughs> Pretty much. Just has real thin elbow skin, I guess. I guess. I don't know, man. It's all that fucking death. I guess the shit, fucking probably. thing is broken. <laughs> Dead on balls. Are accurate. you sure? <laughs> Dead on. So there's our first. There's our first debut. Uh, you know they squared off, and uh, Suzuki ended up getting the upper hand. But uh, it was great. It was a great. It moment. almost seemed like we got. They battled for like what three minutes. Yeah, I was like, yeah. are they going to put a referee in here? I'm like, it was like two. <laughs> it was like a couple of minutes that they were actually going back and forth. I was like, this is almost a whole match again. This is cool. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely cool. So, good shit there. First debut. Uh, next, we got Britt Baker versus Chris Statlander. Not much to say. I'm, I'm not a big Chris Statlander fan. Oh. but uh, do, you, oh. do you want to talk about the yes. spot of the match? Yes, I, I, I forgot all about that. Yeah. So, you know, we were talking about, you know, the lockjaw, what a great finisher it is, all this. And then, out of nowhere, well, dude, they were kind of throwing shade because Britt Baker, like, went for three curb stomps during the match. She hit two of them, I think. But more, yep. but more impressive than that, she hit a Panama Sunrise. It was fucking awesome. Yo. And we popped just as how, as hard as the crowd did. We were yeah. like, "What? Oh my god!" <laughs> yeah. And I was like, "Maybe that's all we're gonna get though for the night. She's just gonna keep hinting towards her boyfriend or husband or fiance, whatever they are." Yeah. It was, it was, it was, that was, yeah, she retained. Yeah. Yep. She retained easy. Uh, next, I, I might have to say this was the match of the night. As much as I hate the bucks, I, I understand that they are what they are. And at times they can entertain. Right. I know that maybe it seems a stretch. I, maybe because of the return of what it was, I think that match was a little bit better. Yeah. Uh, But that wasn't, that didn't impact. But Yeah. But this was a competitive match that could have gone either way. You knew Punk wasn't going to lose, so you're right. This I think it did take precedent to being match of the night. Good call, yeah. thank you. I had to really. I, I'm, we just had to think that out out loud here. Okay, had to work it out. <laughs> had to reconcile it. Yeah, man, this, this was a great match. Uh, there were a couple spots that were contrived and shit that I don't like, but overall, uh, the way that they laid this match out was just great. Uh, Lucha Brothers, I did not expect to win the tag championships, uh, but it was a happy surprise. Oh, the way they came out too, dressed in oh, yeah. full get up. It was a cool entrance. Blood for sure. Um, oh yeah. Because Nick Jackson had to be bandaged up before he got back out there for the end of the night. Yeah, that was it was a good hard hitting match. And 
man, we had a crowd here watching with us, and everybody was like into it and screaming because, dude, Penta and Phoenix, they're fucking exciting. And I was like, thank you. Thank you so much for taking the titles off of the, the Bucks. It just, fuck the Bucks, right? Yep. You know, as we always say, thank God they put it on the Lucha Brothers. It's been a couple of years in the making. I'm still happy it happened. It's not like it was a too late kind of thing. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I think you like how, you know, like uh, Mark Henry, when he won the world title way late in life, I was like, eh, sure. Right. Okay. You know what I mean? But they've been battling doing single stuff. They were with Pac going back and forth, all that kind of stuff. Now tag champs bring Pac back and get him, get him a title or something, man. That's, that's still a great crew. And I'm a huge fan of Lucha Brothers. So congrats to those guys. Oh yeah. Good shit. Uh, next we had the casino battle Royale. I really don't have anything to say about this match, except the obvious, our Joker as expected, Ruby Soho shows up. So there's debut number two. Um, it was great. You know, we both she, called that one. It wasn't a shocker. No. As soon as it was a, the Joker, we're like, it's got to be her. And she got a good pop from the crowd. Looks oh, yeah. great. And she beat the entire women's division in the Battle Royal. Yep, absolutely. So uh, uh, hopefully a nice feud with Rick Baker coming up. I think the, the two of those together can work a really good program. Uh, you could even have the title go back and forth a couple times. Uh, I don't think that's going to be a problem. Like I said, you you can milk this for a while. There's a lot of potential there. It was cool to see her. Uh, the smile on her face said everything. It was fantastic to see. Uh, it was just good shit. She probably felt appreciated. Yeah, imagine you know? that. Imagine that. You know, I didn't look. God damn it. I wasn't really paying attention during this match as hard as I should have been. Now I want to go back and look. Or even in the other women's match, I wonder if anybody was paying tribute to Daphne. I didn't even look to see if anybody was doing wearing anything like an armband or any tribute. Maybe even Ruby. I mean, she had so much shit on her her jacket and stuff. It could have been somewhere in there. So I'm just, I, I'd have to go back and look and see if anybody did because you know that a lot of women probably did, given the circumstances. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, yeah, there was a lot going on while we were watching this. So. It's certainly possible that we just missed it. Like I said, lots going on. And, and since it was the Battle Royale and we were ultimately waiting for the Joker, uh, you know, we kind of spaced out here and there. So it's certainly possible. You say there's a lot going on. I mean, there was – we had barbecue. We had uh, a lot of chicken nuggets. And I'll admit, uh, yours truly, the professor, got a, a touch uh, – tuned up we'll call it <laughs> by the main event i was good up until then <laughs> all right well next which uh, i have the to beer say was, was flowing like wine it's not but i said it's not it. the right movie but yeah okay we got you i know but it's a good one all right the salmon of capistrano uh all right so next was the match that i think ultimately we didn't care about uh it's something so i tried finding this picture i you know i haven't found it yet but i'm gonna send it to you there's a meme of mjf uh wearing that crown you know he was wearing the crown for a while and he looks like the lion from the animated version of robin hood the disney version the lion plays prince john and they, they do it side by side, and it looks just like him. So his entrance gear was the robe that Prince John wore in the animated version of Robin Hood by Disney. It was fucking fantastic. I feel like that should be our logo this week is a side-by-side -side of that. If right I there. can find it, I'll, I'll, I will find it eventually. I was having trouble yesterday. That's I will find beautiful. it. So I yeah. was kind of surprised to see that Jericho won, though. Yeah. I know that sounds weird, because, but like the way they had it built up... It was poorly booked. I was like, he could step away for a little bit, 
and not wrestle. Come back and you redeem yourself in a year or something like that. He exactly. Yeah, inner circle. Uh, so at one point, Wardlow and Hager came out. They fought off, and then uh, when Jericho won, uh, so was this the match where the turnbuckle pad came out and he stopped him? Yes. Yeah. So the turnbuckle pad comes off. Um, and MJF's going to throw Jericho into the corner, but Remsburg blocks it almost like, and we had just been talking about Nick Patrick. So we were laughing like he's going to be the new Nick Patrick. Um, but yeah, Jericho ends up winning and, uh, with the, uh, with the walls and, uh, inner circle comes out and celebrates with Jericho. So, I mean, that moment was cool, but ultimately this, this whole thing was just booked poorly. I want it to be over. I, I just want MJF to to do something better with his time. And I want Jericho to stop wrestling. He did hit a good lion salt. I'll give him that. I am scared every time I see him. Oh, do yeah. it. But, uh, he did every time he goes up, we're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was all right. Do you think that MJF has been not pushed properly when it comes to AEW? I think there's been a lot of flubs and I know dinner debonair is going to be a point of contention between the two of us. Uh, but that's one I thing that it. I think I know you did. I know you did. Uh, I just think it was a disservice. This feud with Jericho. I mean, the feud with Jericho was always on the writing on the wall kind of knew it was heading there. Uh, but the way that it was done was just poor. You know, even the Cody feud wasn't great. I mean, so basically twice he's been involved with the labors of my opponent kind of angle. Uh, and the way that they ended this was just And loses silly. both of them. Yeah, like I said, with this one, that, that last labor, the actual match against Jericho should have been the one that was on the pay-per-view where MJF won. Um, but I, why they did it this way, I don't know. They got an extra match out of it. They could have just not had the match. You know what I mean? It just, it, it, it didn't totally make sense. Totally agree with you. Yeah. 100% dead on with you. Okay. Now, do you want to talk about how I acted for this next match? <laughs> well, I do have some video of you running around the barn uh, in front of the screen. Oh, do so. you really? Oh, yeah. we should share that. <laughs> <laughs> That'll get shared at some point. That's for damn sure. Uh, but yeah, man, it was CM Punk versus Darby Allen. CM Punk coming out fucking huge, huge pop. Sting did not stay ringside with Darby. He did walk out with him, but I uh, didn't stay ringside. Came uh, out for a second. Yep. Punk, uh, it was great because Darby, you know, sits, you know, kind of slouches in the corner uh, while he's waiting for his opponent, CM Punk. And uh, Punk gets in the ring and he just sits and stares at him. It was a great moment. And it got a holy shit chant. Yep. For two guys sitting still doing absolutely nothing, it got a holy shit chant, which I thought was awesome. Absolutely. Uh moment of the match for me Darby jumps to the outside does a flipping kind of swanton on top of Punk on the outside rolls him back in the ring goes to do coffin drop does go to sleep on his face like the nightmare looking uh, I go and when he does the coffin drop one of the best timed sitting up like an undertaker kind of thing I have seen. And it was at the right exact time. It's not like he got up too early and you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it was last second and it looked awesome. It was so cool. And then of course go to sleep. Yeah. The, the look on his face too, when he did it, he, he almost like pointed to his head, like, see, you gotta be smart. I still got the smarts, you he know, was smiling. Yep. I loved it. It yep. was great. Uh, what I, what I got the biggest kick out of was, you know, the handshake after sting came down, I shook punk's hand. Uh, and I was kind of joking. I, I don't know that I necessarily want this, but it's an interesting thought is Darby straight edge. And so is sting. 
that could be a new straight edge society. It'd be an awkward pairing. No, but you, you brought that up, and I didn't even know that. And I go, I, I didn't know that Darby was straight edge. Yeah. To be honest with you. Yeah, so that's cool. It was, you know, what was good about this match is it's what we wanted to see. We've been waiting seven years, in case you didn't know. Yeah, um, <laughs> it, it, it it wasn't overly contrived. They didn't try to do too much. They didn't go too long. Punk looked in great ring shape. Darby looked great as always. It did what it was supposed to do, and it was fulfilling. I don't know why, but it was just perfect that they even opened up the match with a lockup. Yeah. I feel like that's almost rare. You don't see it as much anymore. I mean, that was like every match started with a lockup back in the day. Mm-hmm. And now this, it was just, it was a great match for what I wanted. And I think that's why I liked it a lot and was like, yeah, that, that's got to be match of the night. But it was also inevitable as to who was going to win. So you take the unknown, unknowing factor of who's actually going to win the match. It does make it a lot better. So yeah, the, the cage match was, yeah, it stole it. But this second place. Absolutely. I can get down with that. Uh, after that, we got our squash squash match, a.k.a. bathroom break match. Uh, it was Paul White versus QT Marshall, uh, and it was just that. It was a squash. Uh, Paul White uh, you know, choke slams, uh, you know, uh, some people, hits the, the big right hand on some people, you know, the, the factories that are ringside. He takes everybody out, hits a choke slam, boom, one, two, three. Not much to say. He didn't turn heel. Boring. Yeah, he didn't turn heel. So, oh my god, that? dude, that would have been tremendous if he turned heel. Oh, uh, oh, open up his first match with him turning heel. That would have been just fucking awesome. But you made a mention too. It's great to watch him now, and we're reliving him in wars yeah. uh, every week. You know, so we're like, you see him with like no facial hair and just long hair and spitting everywhere when he's talking about Hogan's mansion, <laughs> and then. You see him here. I mean, he looks in good shape too. It was absolutely. Uh, it was it was cool to see him. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, the next match, the main event, I thought was disappointing. It was. We already talked about it. We knew uh, Christian wasn't going to win. We had already gotten the match. Uh, it was filler because of their booking, some booking issues. We knew that. Um, I will say that you know there were some good spots. There were good some trades. There was uh, you know the, the teaser of the table spot with the unprettier or uh, what they call the kill switch now. Um, yes, but the spot of the night, I mean, for me was that avalanche one winged angel. Um, they were starting to set it up, you know, we, and it's funny cause we were talking during the match. I'm like, do you ever think he'll pull out the, t- the avalanche dragon sleeper from the top? Or, I mean, or I, you know, or is that just an Okada thing? Like yep. Okada is the only one that can take it. And you're like, yeah, o- Okada is the only one. And I agreed with you. I'm like, don't ever do that again. Yep. It worked the great in that match. You can't ever top that. And then he does an avalanche one winged angel, which looked great. Uh, and you know, thankfully, yep. Christian's somebody that I think is competent enough to take it, so it worked. It, it it looked like it hurt, but it didn't look like it killed him. But let's be honest, we were all this match was a filler. Yep, because we knew Suzuki and Soho. That can't be it. You can't tell me this is all that we got for the pay per view. Omega gets on the mic, and oh, I loved the. Nobody can beat me, not anybody in this company, either, or they're retired, or they're dead. And I was like, ooh, okay. And then lights go out. Okay, uh, you know, a little bit later on, you're going to be able to hear some of our reactions, but do you want to explain to everybody what happened with our 
microphone after it's been plugged in and going for about four straight hours? Yeah, well, uh, the, our first reaction was uh, amazingly didn't cause any damage. It was the second one. Uh, so, I mean, let's yes, just get true. right to it. Yeah. The, so the lights go out, like you say, and we hear, I think it was Rage Against the Machine. I, I, I haven't even rewatched it yet or, or heard what song. It was one of those things like uh, I didn't hear the song because it was the pop. Um, but Adam I Cole could not ba- tell you how either song sounds yeah. for either one of the guys <laughs> exactly. because that's how loud the pops were. Yep. No shit. That's funny. Yep. Adam Cole Bebe shows up, uh, you know, because basically what had happened was the elite was there, the Bucks. Uh, the Good Brothers, Omega, uh, and and they're beating up Christian Cage. So Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus come down, um, and then we get Adam Cole, baby, and it, massive, massive pop. Just puts his arms out to the side. He is all elite. Comes to the ring, and the elite are jaw jacking with him, and they're standing facing off each other. And then Adam Cole just super super kicks Jungle Boy right in the face, and they fucking. And they all reunite, and it's fucking beautiful. It's what we expected. Young Bucks kiss Adam Cole on the cheek. <laughs> it was which is, and, and if you if anybody watches that and they're like, that's weird that they kissed him. Go back to the night that Adam Cole was kicked out of Bullet Club. It happened at, I believe it was like Final Battle or whatever it was before he signed to NXT, and. That's when Marty Skrull comes out and reveals that he's the newest member of Bullet Club, hits Cole in the head with his umbrella. And then while Skrull is holding his neck up by the umbrella hook, the Bucks come in on each side while Adam Cole is unconscious and kiss him. So it was even cooler to see it, like, same thing again last night. Plus, you know, let's be honest, let's go all the way back to the beginning of that whole being the elite, you know, he's been dead, but they resurrected him. Yep. <laughs> Honestly, awesome pop crowd. Even with the Adam Cole, baby was probably one of the most deafening ones I've heard probably since the original of him at uh, Brooklyn when he showed up that yep. night. Absolutely. I, th- I think oh, this man. one over overshadows it, but here's the best part is we had been discussing all night. Is it going to be one? Is it going to be the other? Is it going to be both? Well, God damn it. It's fucking both. And again, I don't know what song they played. I have no idea what song they played. It was the what, what's what was the what's the original real name to his theme that was in WWE? Uh, it's it, like a flight of the bumble flight. or no flight of, no flight no right of the rise of Valkyries or something like that. Okay, it was that. I had to rewatch it this morning. It was, and it was a version of it. But then it also kind of has like a good like hip hop beat to it, right? I don't know. Uh, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. It was like a okay. hip beat that was going to. It was cool. I liked it, um, bro. Him and Brock Lesnar go to the same barber. Yeah. <laughs> Best thing. Okay, Adam Cole shows up. You got all elite, baby. Punk shows up. You have uh, his new shirt, right? Dan O'Brien shows up in a plain white tee. <laughs> and the funniest meme that I saw today is you could buy Daniel Bryan's brand new shirt on AEW shop. And it was just a white t-shirt for $35. Like it was obviously a joke, but I thought that was hysterical. Absolutely. But man, he shows up and with Christian and uh, jungle boy and Lucha, they take out Omega and uh, the rest of the elite. Actually, I, I got to say, one of the things right before Daniel Bryan shows up is Omega going, in the words of Steve Urkel, D 
did I do that? <laughs> oh my god, it was it was awesome, dude. The, you can't tell me that wasn't an awesome night for wrestling well, altogether. It, it was so awesome that when Brian came out, I started like hugging you and jumping over your shoulders, and then at some point, I think we knocked the power source loose uh, for the microphone, and that's where the recording ended. Yep. So you were, I'm going to try and play with it. We'll see how it sounds in post-production here. Uh, but yeah, it, it was an awesome, awesome moment. I mean, everybody in the barn was shaking where we were watching it on the projector, man. Everybody was going nuts oh, yeah. because, oh, come on. I mean, all right, maybe the rest of them didn't know Suzuki or Soho or maybe even Adam Cole. But man, everybody knows Daniel Bryan, dude. It, that's it. Because a lot of women like to watch uh, the Bella show too. Funniest thing of the night was a tweet from AJ, AJ Lee. Oh. Okay, now let's go back to 2012 when she was the Raw GM. And she was about to marry Daniel Bryan. And then after that, she starts up a somewhat of a relationship with Kane as well as Punk and all that shit going on, right? AJ puts a tweet out because obviously Punk already wrestled and Daniel Bryan just showed up. At the end of it, she writes, if Kane shows up, I'm going to lose it. <laughs> Yo, it was an awesome reference. I, I, I thought it was great. Um, now I get a counter with something. So let's bring it to the table. Just bring it, bitch! Much like any wrestling fan does after a pay-per-view, the next day, you got to check out and see what else was going on backstage or any other things or tweets like I just referenced a minute ago. And then I fell into a trap of looking at Facebook trolls, ass trolls, whatever you call them. And they, oh my God, this one dude went to like five to six different groups posting the same thing that... AEW is only taking X homegrown WWE talent. Homegrown. This dude kept saying homegrown. I'm like, okay, what are you talking about? And this dude is talking about uh, Jericho, Big Show, Punk, Brian. He goes, they're just taking all X WWE wrestlers. Did you know a lot of those guys actually worked in other places before? Like, okay, maybe you didn't see Ring of Honor, but... I was watching Ring of Honor. Maybe you didn't watch Impact. I was watching Impact. Half of WWE's roster right now is fucking old Impact wrestlers. Lashley, Drew, Bobby Roode. Uh, I mean, like, so many guys I could, I could name. Everybody has worked somewhere, some time, some place. You, know, you don't just have one job and stay to it at all times. But this dude was just going on and on, and I got sucked into it and started arguing with him for a minute, and... My thing was, dude, have you ever only watched WWE? Like, is your favorite match Alicia Fox versus Melina? I mean, I know some people think that's like a lifetime match of all. And he said, I'll tell you what, if I ever have a favorite match ever, he goes, it will never be from AEW. And that right there just points out you're closed minded and you're an asshole, dude. Like, you, that means you only like what WWE has given you. You're Sing the D of WWE. I think it's bullshit that people are like that. It's come on, man. It's it's do you only drink Coke? You never tried Sprite or Pepsi or root beer? Like what the fuck? Oh, I, I, oh those are gross. I just 
be open-minded, man. AEW is producing some really good shit that we've all been wanting for years and years and years. How can you, anybody shit on this? Do you know what I mean? It, I don't need this. I swear to God, I do not need this right now. I got a judge that's just aching to throw me in jail. An idiot who wants to fight me for $200. <laughs> Slaughtered pigs, giant loud whistles. I ain't slept in five days. I got no money, a dress code problem, and a little murder case, which in the balance holds the lives of two innocent kids. Not to mention ODM's biological clock. Our podcast, my career, his life, my life. Is there any more shit we can pile on? Is it possible? All right. Sorry. You all right there? You feel better? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, all right. it's all, yeah, it's your turn. I'm good. I, I feel good. Right. I got that out. <laughs> all right. I'm just going to do a throwback. You ever grits? I, mean, I love grits, actually. I like them al dente, too. <laughs> you have, do you like them regular, creamy, or al dente? Regular, I regular, guess. Regular, I guess. <coughs> How many bushes? Seven bushes. Seven bushes. <laughs> Seven bushes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, go ahead. My, my brain at the table is just a little flashback to back in the day. I don't even know how old I was, dude. Uh, but, uh, you know, uh, good friend Wheezy. We'll just call him Wheezy. Uh, you know, at that time I was living with my parents. So, I mean, I was probably like 19 or something like that. I'm up in the attic. You know, I'm, I live upstairs in the attic. You know, so you go up the stairs. You know, you basically get to the top. You do a 180. It's a hallway. Leads into my room. So, I, I'm actually headed down the hallway and about to head down the stairs. And I look and I see Wheezy sitting there in the chair. You know, right through, it's like a, it's like a fucking Tarantino or a fucking uh, Ennio Morcone shot or something like that, right? Okay. I just see him sitting there in a chair playing video games with his back to me, and I'm like, and I just a light, a light bulb went off in my head, and I'm like, you know what? This seems like a good time. So I run down the hallway, and I jump in the air, and I bulldog him out of the chair, and while he's stunned and trying to figure out what the fuck just happened, I said, you know what? Let's take it a step further. And I just stuff his head in between my legs, hook his arms, and give him a pedigree. <laughs> Dude, that's fucked up to do to someone because, like, they're just sitting there doing something. And out of nowhere, they get bulldog. Like, if he turned the wrong way, you might have broke that dude's neck. Oh, the pedigree alone. ads that say, don't try this at home. <laughs> yeah, the pedigree alone could have killed him. Uh, so, uh, yeah, but, uh, just a, a hilarious memory. I, I still haven't gotten a receipt for that one, so I'm sure it'll come one day. Well, uh, let's make sure we send Wheezy this episode and now uh, we'll remind him. <laughs> well, man, one thing that we have is that it's not just the Monday night wars. It's Monday and Friday because we got Friday night raw. That's what we're going back and talking about from 1996. Where's Doc Brown? Marty, you've got to come back with me. Where? Back to the future. Wait a minute, Doc. Well, what are you talking about? What happens to us in the future? What, we become assholes or something? Give me a hell yeah! You want a war? You're going to get me. Mick Foley is going to win their world title. Has been paid for by the New World Order. Come on, Vince. Step into the ring. My God, the battle lines have been drawn! D-Generation X invades WCW tonight! Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass! Have a nice day! 
Monday Night Wars, you see, and, and I watch them with my prescription glasses. No more questions for you. I'm sorry, I just absolutely love that guy stuttering in that part. <laughs> oh, he's a tough one. Yeah, okay. All right, man. ODM, tell me, what happened? We are revisiting the Monday Night Wars. We got September 6th. We got September 9th. Break it down. All right, so uh, we got Friday night, or I'm sorry, Championship Friday on Raw. That would be uh, September 6th. Starts off with a, a promo for Shawn Michaels and Goldust coming up at In Your House Mind Games. Uh, we've got Kevin Kelly with Jim Ross on commentary. Opens up with Triple H for Psycho Sid. It's the Intercontinental Championship Tournament. It's the first round. Um, they're uh, doing some flashbacks to some of the Superstars events over the weekend. Where Mr. Perfect has been coming down and hijacking uh, Triple H's women, his valets. Uh, he's been picking them off one by one. Uh, and that's what happens here. Sid squashes Triple H and Perfect steals another girl. So, interesting. I honestly don't remember this little thing. So, uh it'll be interesting to see where it goes. Well, I mean, they had to do something with him considering they kept teasing him and Shawn Michaels so much. And they're like, now what? Oh, well, we said... Sean was kind of a home wrecker and taking girls. Who? Let's just have Perfect do that now. Sounds about right. It's probably exactly what they did. Uh, next, we get an uh, Ahmed uh, Johnson injury update. Uh, doctor says there's still some bleeding, but it was better than it was. Um, something interesting that I noticed, and I don't know if this was visible on any of his other promos, because this was definitely a newer one. It wasn't a replay of something we've already seen. Um, if you look over Ahmed's, it would be his left shoulder, so on the right side of the screen, he's got like a glamour shot like studio photo shoot of some chick. I don't know who it is, but it's like three different poses and it's kind of blurred out. It just, it caught my eye. It's like, hi, I wonder who that is. Yeah, it was weird. I caught that too. Yeah. Strange. Uh, after that, we got Stone Cold versus Mark Marrow again. Uh, this is also part of the IC tournament. Uh, Pillman hops on commentary, says he has a big surprise about Bret Hart and his return. Uh, they're already starting to tease the Hart versus Austin feud that will be coming up in the near future. Uh, Mero gets a DQ win. Austin shoves the ref into Mero's path when he goes for a move and takes a bump. Uh, so that's the DQ. There's a brawl and a pull apart after. Tired of these two wrestling. <laughs> yep. But it's good to see Pillman. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Uh, crazy looking as ever. Uh, Mark Henry uh, is on the King's Court. Uh, Lawler just runs down Jake and uh, Mark Henry. Uh, they announced that Henry has signed with the WWF, and they keep saying it that Lawler wants to challenge him to a wrestling match. They keep making that, so you know there's going to be some shadiness going on there. Uh, Lawler tells Henry, you don't know the difference between a wrist lock and a wrist watch. Uh, so I thought that was uh, not his best work. Oldest, but, yeah. <laughs> one of the oldest uh, cracks to make about Idioms. anybody in wrestling. I mean, like, everybody's used it. Cornette says it all Keenan the time. Cornette. Yep. Exactly. Absolutely. Oh, my God. That's funny. Absolutely. Uh, all right. So, uh, after that, we get uh, Mankind versus the Pug. And this is where JR announces that he has it on good authority that Diesel and the bad guy, Razor Ramon, are returning to WWF. Wonder how... Way to stir the pot. 
Too bad the soup Well, sucked. if we can't get good guys, maybe we should just pretend we're going to get good guys. <laughs> yeah, right. So, man, oh, that's God, cool. I, I wonder when uh, Nash and, and Hall are taking off from WCW. Be excited yeah. to see. I guess the war's going to pick it up. Absolutely. Uh, we got a recap of uh, an event with the Special Olympics where Sid does tug of war with a elephant. Uh, and then also a recap of a live event for WWF where Piper shows up. So that was an interesting little Interesting. Spot. We haven't seen Piper in WWE since the 1994 King of the Ring at this point. Yeah. But what's even crazier is you're seeing Piper. You know, when we get to the end of the season, we're going to be talking about Piper. But it's not for WWE. So yep. exciting. Absolutely. Uh, Batshit Crazy Backland is in the uh, ring. Uh, it is fucking hilarious because he's basically saying he's got a, a wrestler that he's going to be bringing in that's going to win the WWWF championship. <laughs> and Jim Ross goes, how many W's was that? A lot. <laughs> Um, a lot. <laughs> nice reference. And then uh, he says he it's has a good change. Yeah, I know it's, <laughs> it's a good, a good change. change. Uh, and then the best part that is fucking came out of left field was he says he's got a trainer for him. Somebody that he uh, is a ad, 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 I don't even remember what the fuck he says, um, but it's fucking the Iron Sheik <laughs> and Sheik. Starts cutting a promo that is so nonsensical and long-winded that they just play his music commentary talks over him and they go to commercial while he's still talking. It's fucking hilarious. I did not know this happened until I saw it. And I go, are you shitting me? Iron Sheet came out? Not ever did I think we would be talking about the Iron Sheik in our Monday Night Wars. Awesome moment. Yeah. Especially the promo. It was fucking great. Uh, and then we got our main event. It's gold. And yeah, they played him off like it was the fucking Oscars or the Grammys. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, I got this wrong at the beginning of the episode. Uh, I said it was Gold Dust versus HBK at, uh, in your house. It's not. It was the main event for this for this one right here. Um, so uh, during the match, Taker cuts a promo on Gold Dust. Uh, they bring up uh, Michael's Playgirl shoot again. They give you some behind-the-scenes looks and a, sh- a look at the cover. Uh, they start talking about Diesel and Razor again. Uh, Mankind is, you can kind of tell he's close to the ring. You know, it almost looks like he's in the boiler room, but you can tell he's close. Uh, calling out HBK says he has a surprise for him. Uh, they, they, when they uh, cut to break, they do uh, a promo for In Your House, which is going to be Mankind versus HBK at In Your House. Uh, and HBK gets the win real quick. Mankind comes down, uh, but HBK is able to powder before he gets beat down. And uh, Bear is left smiling in the ring with the commentary questioning, why is Paul Bearer smiling? And then, actually, Sean went backstage and uh, cut a promo, and he's like, all right, so here are my options. Option A, I get my ass kicked. Or option B, I kick his ass and collect $200. I'm going with option B. <laughs> <laughs> that was a hidden interview. It was like <laughs> real deep. Yeah. If you can't find that one. Fan it out. Let me see it. How do I know that's not just a bunch of ones with a 20 around it? God, that's I love that. And then finally, when he goes, I got your money, just runs up with all of his weight, punching high in the air like Superman. Bam, takes him out, grabs it and goes. (laughs) Are you mocking me with that outfit? No, I'm not mocking you. You on drugs? No, I don't take drugs. Oh, my God. Best part. Yeah, I don't like your attitude. There's a surprise. 
There's a fucking surprise. <laughs> I'm holding you in contempt. <laughs> Do you want me to bail you out? Nah, I'm actually going to get some sleep tonight. <laughs> All right, man. On to Nitro. All right. No, well, actually, we've got another Raw we've got to get to first. Uh, oh, so. that's true. <laughs> that's yeah, true. I might as well just keep that, uh, that going, too. So, uh, let's see. Uh, another IC tournament promo to start it's going to be vega versus farouk so far it's owen versus marrow and sid will take on the winner of this match uh this time we've got kevin kelly lawler and jr on commentary opens up with farouk uh, versus savio vega for that last spot in the semifinals. um <laughs> jr again calls sunny as jezebel and she still needs that trip to the woodshed i have no idea what that means jr but i'm sure it's funny um, i feel like it's a trip to the woodshed is like I don't know. Is that old school, like getting a whooping or some shit? Like you got to go out there and like get hit. I don't. There was, but I love him using that damn Jezebel. <laughs> All right, uh, Farouk gets the win. Sunny cuts a promo. Um, she's basically just wearing a bra with an open T-shirt. No, not even trying mm-hmm. at this point. So no, yeah, don't try. Try. Less. Yeah, you got a nice down blouse shirt uh, shot when she went for the microphone. So. All right. So that, then we get a, oddly uh, enough, I paused it. That no. <laughs> <laughs> oddly enough, <laughs> uh, we get a we get a, a shot to the action zone. Action zone where some wrestlers are giving well wishes to Ahmed on his recovery, and some people are just talking him down. Um, <laughs> Stone Cold, I can't wait for you to come back, son, so I can bust that other kidney. <laughs> Such an awesome line. It was just, <laughs> everybody's, hey, man, wish you well, wish you well. I <laughs> wish then, you oh come my. back, son. <laughs> <laughs> and then Clarence Mason, kidney injury, you could sue for that. <laughs> they should do more of these. Every time someone's injured, let people cut a promo on the injured guy. Can't do any harm. Right. Um, HPK does an in-ring interview with, one of the Spanish announced people, I'm assuming. I don't know if they were running out of people to do interviews. So um, so they're basically just recapping uh, In Your House Mind Games, which is coming up September 22nd. Uh, HBK calls out Camp Cornette and says, well, at least what's left. And then basically he's dismantled them. Uh, says he's going to let Lothario take out Cornette. And Lothario cuts a promo. is pretty funny. Uh, and they talk about Playgirl again. Amazing how much Shawn Michaels is... Uh kind of the John Cena in this era. And what I mean by that is he's like, look, can I just take out everybody in your whole crew? I'm like, it's like Nexus thing all over. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's ugh. Yeah. Something else. I'm kind of bored watching Sean, to be honest with you. It is. Things week l- after week. I've been pretty, I just don't really care for him. I feel like right now. Yep. Yep. It's gonna, it's gonna come to a head pretty soon anyway. So, uh, they do a promo for probably one of your favorite WWF ventures ever. Live wire. Made it sound like the greatest thing ever. Love Livewire. And what we're going to get is just JR getting pissed off at people. So that's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> I know I opened one of our shows with that again, but I might want to do it again. That's a good one. <laughs> uh, Got to be prepared. <laughs> not as good as the next match, which was TL Hopper versus The Stalker. Uh, this match, uh, I fast-forwarded through pretty much. Five-star uh, classic. Yeah, minus the part where Pillman is backstage with Owen talking about Brett's return, and Owen says that Brett has seen the light and they have reconciled and will be reuniting. And that Brett will have, will be returning it in your house and will be making a shocking announcement. 
So, uh, interesting that he teased that. I didn't even. I don't remember him saying that. Yeah, me neither. So I, I'm kind of hot about that. I mean, we we know where this goes, uh, but just the fact right, that Owen it, talking, it's, it's a whole. It's almost almost less about less than a year. Yeah, a little less than a year that they'll finally really reconcile. But yeah. when he comes back, they don't. So it's it's really interesting that that's what he's saying. Right. Well, I mean, it makes sense because he's a he's a heel and he's just talking shit, making things out to see what see, you know, not what they seem. So. Uh, another recap on Mr. Perfect, uh, stealing Triple H's ladies and, and valets. Uh, recap of the Lawler-Henry segment. Um, Freddie Joe Floyd versus Crush. I I really have nothing to say about this. Crush won. Um, they do a recap of the Backland Iron Sheik segment. And then the main event. Probably their best main event to date. Because the undefeated Salvatore Sincere takes on Hunter Taker. <laughs> Can't even say that with a straight face. <laughs> Another five-star classic. <laughs> uh, it was a bunch of, of promos. They hyped Diesel and Razor's return. And uh, uh, the only thing I took away from this match is that Taker is becoming less undead now. Now he's just a man with a vengeance. He is the dead man, but he's not just animated. He'll speak, and he's you know, he's got vengeance on his mind and shit like that. So, you know, we've been saying it since uh, we started doing this. The, the character's definitely evolving day by day, so. That was raw. Yep. Not really <laughs> eventful, though, man. For no. two shows back-to-back, neither were good. No, all we're doing is setting up the IC finals. You know, that's all. Yeah, pretty much. That's all. Uh, so, Nitro. Here we go. Uh, we start with an NWO recap. What's happened over the last couple of weeks with uh, the Giant and uh, Ted DiBiase. Uh, it opens up with Pat Tanaka versus Super Kahlo. There is only really one thing that I needed to note about this, and I'm wondering if you picked up on it. Did you hear Tanaka's music? Hmm. I may have kind of... I want you to go back. I saw his face. I may have skipped it a bit. After I tell you this, I want you to go back and watch it and tell me that I'm wrong. Okay. They used Goldberg's music for Pat Tanaka. Like straight wow. up, it's I Goldberg's I music. It's Goldberg's music. It's literally Goldberg's music. Interesting. Yeah, go back and listen. It's fucked up. I heard and it. Now I'm like, I have to. All right. I'm like, is Gold? I'm like, I heard the music. I'm like, is Goldberg already here? I'm like, I didn't think that happened for a while. And then I see Tanaka come out. I'm like, wait a minute. So they had. That I must music. have skipped through once I saw his name, and I just kind of I was like, okay, it's yeah, who's fucking fighting? Goldberg's yeah. wow. music. Boom. Interesting. Yeah, dude. It's fucking crazy. Anyway, Kahlo gets the win on a sloppy reversal. Um, Gene with the interview of the year backstage with Rick Steiner. I can beat him. I can beat you. I can beat you. We're Sting. I can beat you. Like, that was all Rick Steiner was saying. It was fucking just Rick stuttering. It was fucking pathetic. It was his best interview ever. (laughs) Sadly enough, I think you're right. Um, They do an NWO promo slash t-shirt commercial. Uh, they recap Glacier's debut, finally, on WCW Pro. I was right. I told you, I think, <laughs> off air last week. I was like, I'm pretty sure he's going to be debuting, but it's not on Nitro, which is so hysterical for how many uh, promos we get. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure it's Pro. I'm like, is that or like Saturday night or something like that? But it was Pro. God damn, they didn't even give him Saturday night. <laughs> All those promos? That was about as good a build up as like the whole uh, 
Emma Lucian thing when Emma, we kept waiting for her for like oh, so many God. months. Emma was going to be coming out and then she comes out and waves and that was it. That was literally yeah. it. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Oh my God. Yep. Yeah. And so I don't even think he wrestled. The... I don't even think he wrestled. I think he just did like a Kung Fu demonstration on, under some blue light. <laughs> Next we get the amazing French Canadians versus the Nasty Boys. I forgot all about the fact that the Rougeos ended up in WCW. No, <laughs> no, not the Rougeaus. Oh, the, that the, was Quebecers. the Quebecers. The Quebecers, my bad. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Jacques Rougeau and Pierre Ola. One half of the Rougeaus, though, yes. which is fair. Yes. But yes. Uh, so, yeah, I didn't know that. Uh, I fast-forwarded through this one again. Nasty Boys were at Mean Gene afterwards. Uh, they talked about him jumping in Harlem Heat, and uh, they want the titles. Suck up. Okay. Uh, after that, we get Sergeant Craig Pittman versus Scott Norton in a hold versus hold match. Uh, this is prep for Ice Train's uh, match with Norton uh, on Sunday at Fall Brawl War Games. It's going to be a submission match. Uh, so at this point, we've got uh, Playa Playa, Teddy Long, uh, representing Craig Pittman as well as Ice Train. Um, Norton gets uh, uh, Pittman in his arm lock. Uh, Pittman's not giving up. And then Ice Train shows up in what looked to be a ripped denim jacket in the back with a built-in backpack. It was weird. Uh, grabs the Very towel. Weird. Yeah, grabs the towel from Teddy Long and throws in the towel. Uh, pisses off Pittman. There's a stare-off between Ice Train and Norton. Um and there you go, setting up for the match. All right. Uh, Gene is backstage with Double A, Aaron Anderson, Ric Flair, and Lex Luger, wondering where Sting is. They're getting a little bit concerned because they got war games coming up. They're supposed to be representing. Uh, and the rest of the horsemen come in looking for Sting. Aaron Anderson, and this is the theme for the night, just cuts a fucking great promo, says he's called ahead to Winston-Salem to get himself a hospital room because he may need it. Fucking I hell. love that. That was badass promo, man. Yep, he killed it, and he does all night. All right, a couple things to blow by here. Uh, we get a recap of DDP and Eddie from Clash of Champions. Joe Gomez uh, faces Hoovy. Hoovy wins. Uh, then we get a Mean Gene with Nick Patrick. Uh, they recap the DQ call on Luger from a week ago. Um, Patrick says it was a deliberate bump. Wants Luger suspended for chasing him down. Uh, and then Gene says, you know, there's been a lot of things going on. Too many to seem that they're coincidental. Gene says Patrick has new cars, a new house, a Rolex. Uh, Patrick says he can prove his innocence. And he says, what about you, Mr. Mercedes? <laughs> uh, so it's great. Gene. So uh, uh, Shivani calls our attention to outside. It's raining. And the NWO are putting flyers all over everybody's car. But they're just sticking to the cars because it's wet as shit, which I'm sure there were a lot of pissed off people when they came out and saw this soggy, wet piece of paper stuck to their windshield. <laughs> yeah, I was like, do you think, like, once it started, like, they kind of like, all right, well, this is our script for the shows, everything we're going to be doing. No one was like, we could cut it. I mean, it is raining. We don't have to go out and do that part. We could just hand them out anywhere else in, this, in the entire arena. No, we're sticking to this, man. Let's put those on the car and piss everybody off when they get out of here. Absolutely. Because that would have been me. I would have been the one in the arena going, motherfucker, if I have to scrape that off my windshield. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so DiBiase has his umbrella because it is raining out, uh, and he's talking to somebody in the limo, so they're, they're putting that over. Uh, so we get our Luger versus Rick Steiner match. Uh, they're still looking for Sting. Um, Patrick runs down to the ring to get Luger's attention. 
Uh, Steiner wins via countout. So Luger comes out. DiBiase's at the limo. Sounds like... So basically, they do the old misdirection. It's basically the mankind I quit thing. Basically, DiBiase is looking into the back of the limo having a conversation, but they just play audio clips of Sting. And DiBiase makes it sound like he's talking to Sting. Uh, Luger it confronts... horrible, but it... Supposed to be horrible, you know what I mean? Like with the sound, absolutely. Like you're supposed to know, just like you said, the mankind. Exactly, thing. exactly. So uh, Luger confronts DiBiase, gets confronts DiBiase, and then gets jumped by. And you're not gonna be able to see this, obviously, people listening. But Sting, right? Air quotes, <laughs> Sting. There were some quotes, yeah. And the and the NWO uh, and commentary just plays it off for the rest of the night. It's Sting. What the hell happened? He's the mainstay. Um, yeah. So that's that. Uh, Luger and the other wrestlers are out in the back. They're rummaging through the limo. They pull out a case of spray paint. Uh, after that, we get Kidman versus Mysterio. It's a quick win for Mysterio. Uh, then we get the Faces of Fear with Jimmy Hart versus Public Enemy. Um, man, th- there's a couple things about this match because ultimately, who gives a shit about Public Enemy? But uh, right, the fucking Leprechaun shows up again, chasing Jimmy Hart. Great. Uh, Horsemen are backstage with Gene again. And again, Arn Anderson just fucking kills it on the mic. Um, said he's sti- you know, Sting was the only constant over the last 10 years. He got stabbed in the back. Uh, Luger knows where Sting lives, where he goes to the gym. I've been his friend for 10 years. I'm going to get him, and I'm going to get some answers. Um, we get a couple table spots. Haku no-sells a table spot. Like, takes, like, uh, the, the senton, the, or the swanton, basically, through the table. Kicks one of the nasty, or one of the public enemy guys in the head. And just chokes one out and gets the win. <laughs> Dude, it's funny how you just almost called them nasty boys because we equally don't care for either one exactly. of those teams. Yeah, let's just call them public nasty, kind of like public the street profits. <laughs> public nasty, nasty publics are the nasty enemies. Nasty. The nasty enemies. The nasty enemies. Hmm. Nasty. Oh, we're spending way too much. Yeah. Time. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Dungeon of Doom's in the ring with Gene. Uh, Conan's in there now, too. Apparently, Conan joined the fucking Dungeon of Doom. Okay. And Bubba runs down Glacier again. Uh, so I have a funny feeling next week we're finally going to get that banger. <clears throat> Maybe. Uh, I love... Maybe to be on pro. Yeah, right. I love It'll be a dance that... competition between Bubba and him. <laughs> <laughs> I love... When Bischoff says, you know, it was a rainy night in Georgia when Sting joined the NWO. Just a good line. I liked it. You know? Yeah. Doesn't really hold much in the long term. But it, yeah. But it was a rainy night, too. <laughs> it was. Well, you know, sometimes all those things are based on reality, you know? Uh, John Tenta versus Macho in the main event. Nobody cares about this match. The NWO's back. Teddy Long comes down to get Macho, brings him out to the back. Uh, one limo takes off, but they find another. Uh, all the wrestlers come out. They find yellow spray paint this time. The hilarious part is, in retribution, they decide to spray paint the limo, but because it's raining, none of the paint's sticking to the goddamn car. <laughs> the flyers didn't work, but I bet you the spray paint's going to work. Jesus. Um, yeah, man, Horsemen end up joining uh, commentary again. Arn Anderson cuts another great pomo, and Flair is fucking hyped. He puts the headphones on so he can speak into the mic, but he's shaking so much they keep falling off, so he finally just takes them off and just holds the mic piece up to his mouth. <laughs> now, Arn was on fire all night. It was just 
great, but yeah, I, I love a good amped up flair and art. I actually didn't remember how much these guys really played as much of a role in the war games thing. I, I was just like, okay, yeah, they're in it, but I didn't realize how like heated they were all getting as, you know what I'm saying? Like it's just been, they had the right guys in the situation at that time. Yep, absolutely. And that's how we go off the air. Uh, so we're set up. We're ready to go for fall brawl war games. Uh, Everything that guy just said is bullshit. Thank you. <laughs> if you look in the manual, you'll see that this particular model faucet requires a range of 10 to 16 foot-pounds of torque. I routinely twist the maximum allowable torqueage. I guess the fucking thing's broken. I love that. Oh, man. Well, here is a little bit different version of a top topic, it is our, well, I guess our reactions, four hours mixed down to a little bit. Enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, it's now time for... So, what's the over-under on how many debuts we get tonight? I think four. Four? You think four? Four. I'm going to take the under. I'm going to say three. Okay. Four. And I'm going to tell you who they are. uh, So, three and a half. Three and a half is the (laughs) over-under. Because you say four, I say three. Uh, I know very little about the Midget family, so hang on. Do you know how long (laughs) we've been waiting to see CM Punk wrestle? Dude. That's a great joke. All right, if you're new That's to this. That's called a callback. Earlier tonight I said, hey, man, do you know how long I've been waiting to see CM Punk? He goes, I'm going to go ahead and say about seven years. <laughs> but that being said, tonight is my over-under on who's showing up, who's not. I'm going to give you Daniel Bryan, Adam Cole, Ruby Soho, and Buddy Murphy. Those are my four, all four showing up tonight. Yeah, I'm going to say Daniel Bryanson, or I always get that wrong, Brian Danielson. <laughs> I always do that. Brian Danielson, Ruby Soho, and Adam Cole. Jungle Boy, I like this music. Oh, wow, you went all out. Oh, oh, oh. All out. I know, wow, look at you. Look at Bo doing all out over here on our projector screen. Hey, Bo, what's your uh, wrestler name? I can't wait till these guys get out of my fucking house. <laughs> I hate squatters. <laughs> Bo just wrote back. He's the carpenter. <laughs> I like it. 
It sounds like fucking 1980s, 1990s WWF. Wow. If he didn't eat, we call him Karen Carpenter. T.L. <laughs> Hopper has a new tag team partner tonight. We'll tell you who it is. It's the Carpenter. Wonderful. <laughs> I knew you'd come. I'm not going to lie. I'm like a closet Orange Cassidy fan. I hate every I hate everything he does, but for some reason I like I like it. This dude just said he was an Orange Cassidy fan. Oh, I said it right into the mic. I know you did. <laughs> Here comes the There's shoe. so much chicken nuggets everywhere. There's a 7-year-old in the ring. Oh, Marco stunt. Tail whip. Whip. It was a cool whip. Cool whip. <laughs> it's the STF. Jungle Boy. Tap. Oh, Jungle Boy gets the tap. Right. Oh, tell me you're not pushing this guy. Oh, 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 oh. Ladies and gentlemen, I regret to inform you that the professor has fallen victim to a case of food poisoning. Will be unable to join us tonight. Also, on a separate note, I have no idea if he is going to actually listen to this back and actually hear this. So, oh, here he is. Pretty much. Pretty much. Shimmy the Bodie Lee, baby. Oh, already lagged. Oh, that and we're lagging. That didn't take One long. second lag. Nina Hartley is the Ric Flair. That actually makes a lot of sense. Ron Jeremy, well, that's kind of sketchy at this time. Uh, Nikki Benz, okay. Riley Reed. An issue? Wow, it's really sad that I know all these. Yeah, really sad. All the porn stars. All right, so. Uh, no, Alexis, Texas. Should we uh, do something? Uh, do something is wait for the lag. 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 Enhance. Come on, man. I paid $50 Enhance. for this motherfucker. Yeah, bro. Well, you're in a barn. Your mother's you know, in a barn. Watching a pay-per-view in a barn offers a lot of advantages. One being, you're watching a pay-per-view in a fucking barn. Oh. You've been holding that one on the deck all week? Oh, it's Inglorious right. Bastards. <laughs> well, at least they can hear our voices. Oh, no, no. Reload. Oh, That's not this laptop. Now he's got to open it and fucking we're missing all the good shit. There's probably already been three debuts by now. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, I didn't shit on you about the internet. We haven't gotten there yet. And first oh of all, God. it's not your internet. Oh it's got to be your internet. I'm sweating. Come on, don't fuck with me right now, man. It's oh, hard. Jesus. <laughs> move. So you're going to leave? <laughs> no, I said move. I know how to use a computer, motherfucker. I hear I hear the music. I hear the, the feed come in and all I see is a picture of your dogs. I'm like, what the fuck is My this? My dogs are equally as cool as Miro. Fuck you. Nah, that's debatable. Your dogs are super cool, but Miro started wearing Mickey Mouse, Minnie Mouse, Prada t-shirt. The most expensive, worst outfit ever with blonde hair. Now he's shaved his head. He's actually wearing the trunks again. He looks like a bad motherfucker. 
Let him fucking be on the top of the fucking card. Looking good. I mean, he's lifting up. Kingston went, Eddie Kingston, like a kid. Kingston went for a splash off the apron. Miro reversed it into a power slam. Dude, look, he's slimmed down, too. He really has. He used to be way heavier in WWE, man. Not in a bad way, just, just a heavier dude. Very slim. Motherfucker's on keto. Yeah. <laughs> Atkins. Uh, let me get at, Let me get five cheeseburgers, no buns. He's those 6,000 chicken vaginas with no buns. Vagi vaginas? Vaginas. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know what a chicken vagina would be like. Ugh. He's going to deflower in a tower. Well, you know, they always say if it smells like fish but it tastes like chicken, just plug your nose and keep on licking. Well, you dig your, your nose deep enough. You know. <laughs> oh! Eddie bitch slapping Miro. Ah. Oh! <laughs> Miro drops him with one hit! All right, that was cool. Way to make Miro look big. This to me is... And he's getting booed. He's getting booed. I love it. I love I'm it. I'm surprised he's getting booed. What's crazy is he's not even that big of a guy that you have to present him that way, but it's he's believable. He's a big guy. He's a big... Oh, wait, who's that? Kingston? Miro. Miro's pretty fucking big, dude. All right. I mean, I'm bigger than him, but whatever. Like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> no, I cannot. <laughs> no, I cannot. <laughs> Aqua Aqua. Tonight's got to be the best of. I, I think tonight is just any movie just quote you anything. can use during We're the all-out pay-per-view. Oh! Remember the time Eddie pass out from some smoke in the ring during the barbed wire explosion. <laughs> I had anxiety, yo. <laughs> I couldn't breathe, it yo. Smoke, <laughs> smoke inhalation. <laughs> Thought about sing sing and I saw smoke. <laughs> Is that them? It looks like it. No worries. The people Mark's staying with is uh, setting off fireworks. That's all. My baby! <laughs> Ricky! <laughs> hey, 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 this ain't your baby. Huh? Ain't that some shit? Yo, did you see Ricky died on the crate challenge? <laughs> You see the crate challenge spot at the GCW show? Yeah! <laughs> Fucking out of nowhere. Boom! It's the stupidest thing I'm in like, the world. I'm like, it is. If you fall in the crate challenge, good. Hope you break something. Oh. What? <laughs> I told you! What? I just called it! That is bullshit! The ref helped! Machka! He's the new Nick Patrick! The ref, for real? I had to worry about the ref in this match? Boo! Boo, boo, boo! Told you. You Boo! What else are they going to steal from WCW? <laughs> oh my god, who's the third man? No, I, I was kind of waiting for you to get back. I, as much as I love Moxley, I could care less about his matches. 
No, I really don't give a fuck about right now. Yeah. Any of this right now. He's not a great this, that, why do you think it was a piss break match? I went exactly. and peed. Why do you think I went to have a cigarette? Fair enough. Let's go smoke more. Chicken <laughs> nugget! Suzuki from New Japan calling out John Moxley. Oh, look at the eyes! Look at the eyes! He's got a heart on for it. Fucking a! That elbow! That elbow! We never, missed a match. It's like <laughs> it's like Charlotte Flair's elbow. Wait, I'm gonna hang here in case Ruby. What if Daniel Bryan comes back and chokes out Justin Roberts with a cable cord? <laughs> yo, yo. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that would be one of the funniest shit ever. <laughs> I didn't think it could be possible, but it's funny. <laughs> Yo, he just shows up in the middle of the women's match and chokes her out. <laughs> Professor back with another uh, deuce deuce of Budweiser. Yeah, whatever. They were cheap that way. <laughs> so... Yeah, I switched it. Why'd you switch? <clears throat> because yeah. that way it's closer to it's both of us. It has to hit the center. It will. There. So the great news about this show here tonight, lots of booze, lots of chicken nuggets, no fleas. We're having a good time. Hope you're all here together. Fleas. My brand new sneakers I had to put in a fucking garbage bag. <laughs> and Mrs. Professor. Oh, my God. Get rid of the Mrs. Professor. She's drunk. We have a whole crowd here for our live reaction tonight, which is the first. Uh, we don't know how coherent this is going to be by the end of the show. Woo! And the woo. All right, everybody, we're live recording. Give me a Ric Flair woo. Woo! Oh, yeah. You're hey, talking to. Oh, up, up. Watch up. It's over. No. Oh. Oh, she's doing Cole's move! She's doing the pin of a sucker! Get the pin! Get the pin! Oh, come on! What a waste! She had it! Oh, God, she just did the fucking curse! She's gotta win now! Oh, come on, that's bullshit! Now do it! Give it to her! Grab her mouth! Yeah! That sounded bad. You're gone. <laughs> but either way, you got the win. <laughs> That's where you got that from. Newton. <laughs> I like I like the intro theme. I like the intro theme. Fuck the Bucks. Fuck the Bucks. Oh, I have no one chance for you, NWA. Fuck the Bucks. Here we go. Do it. Do it. Do it. I like it. 
<laughs> you can't go back to the well too many times, man. You got to space it out. You got to get it organically. When you hear somebody clapping. Look at the crowd. They're behind the loser, bro. <laughs> Versus the, the what? The Bane Brushers. Oh, okay. The Brain Brushers. <laughs> wow. That escalated quickly. Oh. Ooh, two low blows. I hate Matt Jackson so much. You're a pussy. That's the worst of the Jacksons. Fuck you, Matt. You're a fucking pussy. I hate you. You dumb fucking... There's a lot of other words I want to use. I'm not going to use them. <laughs> a bus, a city bus, a city running <laughs> diesel with a big cross on the front. Like you right more bang for your buck. Oh, more bang. Package pile driver off the top. Oh my god, it's a. Oh! oh no he way! That bitch is dead. Dead! Pim! D E D. D E D, dead. Dead. Come on! Oh! Fuck your head, nigga. Fuck your head. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck your mama. Fuck your couch. <laughs> well, why would I do some shit like that, man? I ain't just gonna dig my feet up in her couch. Yeah, I remember rubbing my boat, my boots up in the couch. <laughs> yeah, I remember. <laughs> oh! Bro, his mask is broken. Come When's on. the last time you saw that where a lucha mask was broken during a match? Not a protected move anymore, man. It's a dick. There oh. He, oh! Oh! Boom! Oh! Oh! All right, all right! Oh. Come on! Oh. Here comes the spot. Here comes the spot. Oh, they're hitting the rope. Because you're dumb. Instead of just climbing out and winning the match, you're going to do a spot. Come on, man. Lucha Brothers. Lucha oh, shit. Bros, come on. He, this is where he's going to die. This is where he's going to die. 
Like, really fucking bad because I don't like, want it to happen. I don't want him to get hurt. There we, there we go. go. Oh, there it is. One, oh, well, two, Matt's three, up. Three, Matt's up. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Oh. Oh. Oh, my God. Or he just kicked him in the face. Hit it. Hit it. Yes! Get him! Get him! Get him! Get him. One, two, yeah! Yeah! Yeah, baby! Hey, you're right. You are right. You called. You're fucking right. Sierra Merlo! I'm telling you, bro. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, it's Ruby. That'll be oh. three. That'll be three. Oh. It's gonna be a Ruby. Uh. Ruby. Yeah! 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 Told you. Ruby. Told you. Oh! Ruby Soho. Told you. We called it. That's three. That's three. <laughs> Drinking a can of Genesee. She loves her Jenny beer. It's taking too long. Yep, there you go. Boom. It was a flat finish, but the right decision was made. Ruby. Ah, oh, she hugged Bryce. Oh, oh, Y2J! Yes! 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 Five, four, three, two, one. Oh, break the walls down, please. Please break the walls down. Nope, nope. It's going to go Fozzie. right now, Fozzie. It's up! The greatest troll ever in wrestling history just happened. I thought that was Jericho. Oh! Oh! He's got the band. He's got Fozzie there. Fozzie, baby. What if Jericho comes out singing it? Judas in, Judas in my mind. I become, I become, I become, and figure it out. And sing the frog to help us out. Judas in, Judas in my mind. They cut off his shit before he got finished playing. <laughs> Jericho! Oh! Take it. She called it though. Great. It's a dusty finish. Oh, dusty. Bullshit. 
had the fun in the rope. That's so dumb. Bullshit. So lame. So lame. Fuck you and lame. It's lame. Hey. Yeah! And Aubrey looks like a dumbass now. Careful, I don't want you stumbling anywhere, all right? Seven motherfucking years! For the first time in seven years, finally, oh CM Punk is back! In professional wrestling. Final countdown. No! 
No! No! No! No! No! Oh! That's it! That's it! That's it! Holy Dan shit! Dan Bryan! Dan Bryan! Wow! That was a cool move. Wow! Off top rope while the pink Cadillac. Have we ever seen that? Not like oh, look, that. he's bleeding from his side. Make it look like he got shot in the gut. Oh, oh, here we go. Come on, baby. Come on. And a goal, baby. And a goal, baby. Yeah. Yeah. And a fucking goal. Yes. that I got a little uh, rowdier towards the end of the <laughs> night. Yeah, I, I could see that's probably oh. why the mic got unplugged. We were both beating the shit out of the table. Yeah, we had some My wife brought going. that up. She's like, yeah, she was like, you guys were beating the fuck out of that table at one point. And she was like, it's going to be so loud on that uh, recording. I'm like, I know it's going to be great. <laughs> like, we were so into it, dude. It was just such an awesome night. Honestly, felt like a wrestling fan. That's what was cool. Made me feel like a wrestling fan. Everybody was there. We, yeah, like you said, we had chance. It was awesome. The cheering, it was, I needed that. That was fun. Next week, we'll be back. NWA, hopefully he'll uh, have uh, some good shit for us. And, of course, we'll probably be talking a little bit about whatever happens this week on Dynamite later on tonight, plus Rampage, because now we got Adam Cole, Daniel, Bri or Brian Danielson. We got to get used to that. Yeah. Brian Danielson and Punk. All these guys are all... Elite, yeah, uh, we don't fear them. That's a pissant company. We, we, they're not competition. Kiss my ass. Better start shaking. Yeah, 
Ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much for listening to the Top of Wrestling Podcast. I bid you a farewell as always. I am the professor. ODM always loves to leave us with his movie quote of the week in the form of some wrestling character. And I think since he was just kind of on this week talking about Jezebels and Razor and and, uh, Diesel coming back, you got to do it in the form of good old JR. Oh, it's sweet baby Jesus. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> you think you're okay. All right. Be prepared. Don't laugh too hard, okay? Don't laugh too hard because I need to get through this. All right. I will, I will do everything I can. I bought a suit. You've seen it. Now it's covered in mud. This town doesn't have one hour cleaner, so I had to buy a new suit. Except the only store you can buy a new suit in is got the flu. Got that? The whole store got the flu, so I had to get this in a second-hand store. So it's either wear the leather jacket, which I know you hate, or this. So I wore this ridiculous thing for you, you Jezebel. You Jezebel! The Top of Wrestling Podcast is brought to you by The Top of Wrestling Podcast. Your hosts are The Professor, Mark Fantasia, and ODM, Joe Rizzo, with special weekly segments by Nightwing, the analyst, Rashawn Hilton. Without your continued support, it would just be some guys talking wrestling. Feel free to interact with the show on Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, and by email at thetopofwrestling at gmail.com. Oh my god, dude, you actually sounded like him post uh cerebral palsy. You, you didn't you didn't see what I was doing? I was pinching the left side of my face. I thought you were just getting something closer uh-uh. to your I you know what? I was it looked like you were holding a uh like when so people I do talk, mics I'm only on the side. About the rest out of my face. <laughs> you just did stroked out JR. <laughs> <laughs>